one of the things that I think is really interesting, I mean, this is something I talk about on on stage all the time. A- anytime I'm given an opportunity to open my mouth, I bring up one concept. You remember, look how quickly we, we can move from topic to topic in the industry. Just not too long ago, like not e- inside of a year ago, it was all about the fear around disruption. You're going to be disrupted. Look at Uber. Look at Airbnb. Look at GitHub and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, oh, dear, we don't like being disrupted. And, and I brought up this, this, this concept, which I still believe is so timely, directly applicable today as it was a year ago when I might have talked about it. And I think I talked about it in Toronto at an event. I talked about it in the fall at, at um, Dealer Talk X. Uh, and it's this concept of, and fu- buckle up, folks, there's a point to all of this, um, which is you were worried about disruption and you were citing companies like Uber and you've crossed your wires because you've been led to believe that disruption means creating a, an entirely new thing that never existed before that's going to just come in and, and steal your lunch. And what I like to point out is if you really look at Uber, what did they do that was so quote unquote disruptive? I mean, people were paying for ride, sh- you know, they were hailing cabs before, they, like they were paying for rides before Uber. Did Uber create the internet? No. Did they create smartphones? No. Did they create, did they create the concept of mobile apps? No. Payment processing? No. Oh, so you mean that they leveraged things that already exist? And compiled them in a way that presented an existing concept in uh, maybe a less frictionless way, or in a frictionless way. Well, here's where I'm going with this. We can. It's safe to unstra- unbuckle our seatbelts because here's where I'm going with this. Now we're in this phase where there's a lot of gaslighting. There's a there's going to be even more gaslighting coming out of this deal. The narrative has quickly shifted from disruption to digital retail. Oh, if you don't have digital retail, you're not going to be able to do it. You're going to be, you consider yourself closed. You're out of business. Yet, we are seeing dealers who have taken things that they've always had, CRM, email, website, phones, people, and they've magically assembled them in a way that has met Kind of the needs of this whole crisis in a way that they've still been able to sell vehicles. And as things are turning back on, they're still able to sell vehicles. So um, as it pertains to selling vehicles at a time like this, and especially you're experiencing working on the retail side, how, how do you see dealers have been handling leads and maybe what advice can you offer for them to adapt? Maybe those that are struggling to adapt to this time to help them realize that they probably already have everything they need. They just need to like shift a process or something. So I know everyone has had one of these meetings before, and I'm going to try and take a a more positive spin on it, but it really is a back to basics meeting. And, you know, we've all had these Saturday morning, 9am or 8.30am and sales manager brings you in. It's all about back to basics, but that's really what it is here. Dealers don't need to run out and buy new technology. Most of the changes are just simply adapting to the desires of today's consumer. And most dealers can do that with the tools that they have at their disposal. So first and foremost, the most important thing 
now more than ever, and literally now more than ever, is merchandising is so crucial. Mm-hmm. You know, within each BDP, telling a story about each vehicle that's compelling enough that the vehicle can sell itself is of the utmost importance. Dealers really need to spend time merchandising inventory. If possible, like go back and custom rewrite every vehicle description with its own story, where it came from, the benefits, the drawbacks, the dings, every little detail. And then even better, you know, we all have a professional video studio in our phone, mm-hmm. video walkarounds of every single vehicle, providing as much information that you can upfront. This builds trust with the consumer. It helps answer those questions of, is this the right vehicle for me? Because Ultimately, once the, the consumer finds the right vehicle, the rest of it is pretty easy. And that was you know, the line that I always use when people came in for pricing because it was true. Once you found the right vehicle, everything else falls into place. But now, consumer has to find the right vehicle without the help of a salesperson in a lot of cases. There is the opportunity to engage in video chat, text chat. We're just picking up the phone or email leads, and those are crucially important too. But you got to start with things like making sure that you're doing the primary job right of, you know, the cars are the stars. Maximize the value of those online. And, and I would argue it's more important online now than, it, than the vehicle is econed in person. Because you're never going to get a person interested in that vehicle until they fall in love with it online first. And yes, things will adjust slightly and things will get more to a new normal and we'll have our private sales and our, you know, submarine sandwiches and the dealerships and our balloons and that will all come back to some degree, but it's not going to come back to exactly what it was and online merchandising will continue to be more important than ever every single day.